So did anybody notice the topic of this week's uh, Lama talk? <laughs> I, uh, I, hmm? Oh, Hannah was, Hannah was asking last week uh, if we could talk a little bit about different Messianic Bible translations, why we read from David Stern's translation, the Complete Jewish Bible. And I thought, that would be a great, that would be a great topic for a, a Lama talk. And uh, it may run into a couple... Uh, a couple sessions because uh, I, I do want to keep it somewhat short. You know, I, I have a I have a deep fascination with different translations. I love seeing the original language and then seeing how different translators communicate thoughts in our language. Uh, I have a thing for words in that regard. So I bought a couple different ones, and we'll do a little uh, Bible show and tell this morning. And I'll, I'll talk about the pros and cons of a couple different translations that that I've encountered. And uh, I think I think it'll be fun. And I, I welcome your thoughts also. So here's my here's my crate with some of my different translations here. I uh, I'll just bring a chair over to put them on. So uh, here's here's what I would definitely regard as the the best translation, the most accurate one. Uh, it's called the Message by uh, Eugene Peterson. <laughs> and I, I I I be joking. Of course, this is a paraphrase. I just wanted to do that for shock value. I did, I always, because I have a passion for, for quality translation, I always thought the message was kind of a joke. I looked at it once and I was like, this is nothing close. But I've, I, I came to realize this was intended to be a paraphrase, not a translation. And I actually shocked Genevieve, <laughs> uh, like about half a year ago, or maybe it was last winter. Maybe winter was just getting to me. But I said, Genevieve, I felt like getting a copy of the message and reading through it, just for a really fresh look at stuff. So I got this, and I, I went through it, and it did give me a fresh look at some things. I reached a point where I realized, I can't read this like it's a translation, because it totally isn't. I just, I'm going to read it like a book, and just say, you know, to the degree that this book is telling truth to me, you know, I'm okay with that. So, it was fun. But we're, we're not going to be doing our congregational readings from the message paraphrase. Don't, don't worry about that. And of course, this, this here would be the ideal. This is a Tanakh a Hebrew Bible that actually belonged to my grandfather who was a Baptist evangelist and pastor and I had the honor of inheriting it when he passed away a couple of years ago. He has his notes in it and things like that which is really cool and uh, this would be the ideal if we could do all of our congregational readings from the original Hebrew text just like our Messiah did and like a lot of the early believers but uh, you know, I, I don't think that's going to happen yet. <laughs> But we do thankfully have great translations to work with. Hey, Lisa. Shabbat Shalom. Great to see you. Shoshana? We are uh, having a little talk this morning for our Lama talk, just so you guys know, about different translations and why we read from the one that we do on Shabbat. So, just a little Bible show and tell. Um, also, you know, with regards to the Brit Chadashah, the New Covenant Scriptures, it would be awesome if we could actually read the Greek this is a Greek New Testament that was given to me as a baby gift by the professor at the Southern Baptist Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas that I was actually originally named after. His name is Curtis Vaughn. And he gave this to me as a baby gift. I have to admit that I wasn't able to read it as a baby and I'm still not able to. But I'd like to be able to. One reason I would love to learn to be able to read the, the, the Greek language is so I could read the Greek New Testament and also read the Septuagint 
the translation of the Hebrew Bible into Greek, just to see those uh, connections between the two, to see the coherence in the scriptures. Uh, a cool little example is, it says in Matthew and Mark that the woman who uh, grabbed hold of the hem of Yeshua's garment, the Greek there is Kraspidon, and I was fascinated to learn that Kraspidon is the same word for uh, like a fringe, what we'd call in Hebrew a tzitzit, like the, 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 on the corners of the garments. So it's kind of interesting that that's what that lady grabbed hold of. And you only learn that when you begin delving into original texts and stuff. So anyway, that would be nice, hey, if we could just uh, read from the original Hebrew and Greek, but we can't. So, what's our, what's our next option? Well, we, you know, you kind of have these ideals, eh? <laughs> you want to have a translation that is accurate. So you know it's saying what it says in the original texts. You want one that you can understand. That's always a, a, a plus. Um, I often enjoy translations that have the more original Hebrew pronunciation of words because you're getting closer to the original and because it sounds really nice. Uh, because I've read the Hebrew Bible for years and years, the original pronunciation is closer to my heart too. So that, that's, a, that's a plus. So there are a couple of different translations we, you, we could read in that regard. Um, I, I often just read the New American Standard Version. I enjoy it because, you know, it's famous for being a very literal translation, word-for-word -word accuracy. And as I go, I'll often just, you know, where there's an a English uh, kind of case of a word, I will just render that into the original Hebrew. So, you know, where I see Jesus, I'll often read Yeshua there, his Hebrew name, his original Hebrew name, which means salvation. <laughs> Kind of be like, if you can imagine reading the New Testament, and every time it says Jesus, say salvation, you're getting a sense of how it sounds in the original Hebrew. You know, the genealogy of salvation, the Messiah. You know, the angel appears to, to Mary and says, and you shall call his name salvation, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. That's, the, that's, what, we're, that's what we're getting at here with this. So that's, that's a lot of fun. As for the actual complete Jewish Bible, I just realized I have it over here. Um, I, I enjoy the complete Jewish Bible because it has that original Hebrew pronunciation of names, which is a bit of an adventure for some of us, isn't it, during our congregational readings. I, uh, I like how it has the parses, the weekly uh, scripture portions, uh, built right into it and listed. I enjoy how in the Brit Chadashah, the, the New Testament, um, it has a lot of the uh, original Hebrew pronunciation of names also. For instance, you have Yeshua, Jesus' original name. Uh, for the apostles, you have some of the originals for that. So where it would say John, it says Yochanan, which is Hebrew for Yah is gracious. Uh, for James, it has Yaakov, or Jacob. And uh, it's fun. I'm just looking at this page here. I just flipped it open to Luke 10 and even uh, David Stern even includes some of those little like Hebrew phrases that are just useful in Jewish culture. Like uh, he says, "Don't carry a money belt or a pack," you know, giving instructions to the disciples, and don't stop to schmooze with people on the road. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Um, this this Bible is like it's not as word for word. It's more like it's written is uh, in what you call dynamic equivalence. So what he's trying to get is really like so you can feel the original punch of what what was being said. And I like that. It, it reads really, really easily. And I value that, which is why we read it. It's kind of, kind of fun. And um, something else I like about that is, um, you know, where it says God's name, 
it says Adonai. And, you know, some of us prefer to use Adonai, which means the Lord. Some of us prefer to use God's original Hebrew name, Yahweh. So it's nice that we just have that reminder that there's, a, there's something deeper behind His name there. Any comments or questions about that? Have you Yes, I have a copy of that here too in my, in my, in my collection. Um, you know, we have a couple tra- traditional Jewish versions that I wanted to show you guys. We'll do that next week because I know Hannah was uh, curious about that. Yeah, here's a copy of the scriptures also. Um, you guys read from that. I know Genevieve's family reads from that also. Yeah, there's some real pluses to the scriptures translation. I like how they, they render some of those things into the original um, Hebraic context. Like it says, just right out, the woman took hold of the tzitzit, the fringes on the the corners of Yeshua's garment. That's how they render that in the book of Matthew, etc. I like too how they have Elohim wherever it says God. They use the original Hebrew uh, uh, pronunciation for that, which of course means the Almighty. And I like how they actually. I think it's cool how they actually have God's name spelled out in the Hebrew letters wherever it shows up, in the almost seven thousand times where it shows up. That's nice. There are a couple. There are a couple other quirks in this translation that. I, I don't understand, you know, like where the, wherever it says disciples, they render it as taught ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a term we generally use. I would, I would think maybe they would use like students or pupils or learners, but taught ones an interesting one. <laughs> I guess so, hey. Yeah. Anyway. I'll share with you guys some of the other ones here next week. I don't want to bore you too much. <laughs> But if you ever want to talk translations, come talk to me personally and we can talk for hours. I find things like that. Oh, I have another five or six for next week. Yep.